What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another exciting, amazing new episode of the Vile Files Bachelor in Paradise Recap Edition. I'm your host, Nick. We're coming from you in New York. Uh, Allie and Amanda woke up early. Uh, they're in L.A. Allie back from a wedding. Amazing. We'll talk more about that on Going Deeper, which just plug. Let's just do that right away. Jason, uh, I just keep calling him Gabby's Jason, is with us on <laughs> Thursday. A really great conversation I had with Jason about uh, his experience on the show, why he left, why he even went on. He answers all your burning questions. Um, I really enjoyed my conversation with Jason. I, I quite like him a lot. So uh, tune into that on Thursday. Joe and Serena are with us. Hello. For this recap, you sound excited, Joe. <laughs> no, I am. That was just, uh, yes. yes. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Lots to get into. I think Shanae is calling in at some point this episode. We have two episodes of Paradise to Cover, which should be fun. Uh, my book is finally out. came out yesterday. I thank you, everyone who has pre-ordered it. I appreciate it. If you haven't ordered it yet, I don't know what the fuck you're waiting for. Uh, Lightly, sorry. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> And also, I couldn't help but thinking while re uh, watching these two episodes how everyone on the beach might might benefit from some of the things that are in the book. I mean, I get that it's paradise, and it's like this is my biggest takeaway of this episode. Like, there's reality, and then there's paradise in terms of like how people like process their emotions. I mean, quite frankly, I think a lot of what we saw is very relatable to real life, but also like in a very kind of hyperbolic, as I often say, uh, scene. But Anyways, uh, again, the book is out. Uh, I appreciate everyone who has read it, reviewed it, and everyone who, who likes it. Again, it's just a book of uh, my experiences of all the mistakes I made with love and dating. And if you find yourself relating in any way to uh, what some of the conversations are going on in Paradise, I, I promise you uh, there's a lot of stuff in the book that will make you feel a lot less stuck and a lot more empowered and well, a lot more in control of, of your decisions. And uh, just give it a shot. I appreciate it. Uh, if you do, it's still obviously order it. Go to vilefiles.com and you can get it uh, on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. You can you know, procure it from independent bookstores. It's a, a, on audiobook, so all the options are available, and I hope you guys give it a shot, and I really appreciate it if you do. Let's, uh, should we got, get in the tea? Is there any tea, Allie, before we sure. start busting out two hours, two, how many hours of Paradise? What, three, three, four hours? Almost, almost four, yeah. What's going on? Ellie. Well, uh, Mike Johnson is addressing the uh, the Megan King dating rumors. We saw their like kind of cozy interactions yeah. in Vegas. Let me guess, nothing's going on. Exactly, that was yeah. just for fun. Mike shared, so yeah. we we're just they took a they picture were having together. a great time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I saw that, and it definitely looked like a date. Like I think there was like a cute little cheek kiss photo, wasn't yeah. there? Yeah, and I, I thought remember that, it, looking, and I'm like, does Mike have a girlfriend? Didn't they both post like like static posts on their Instagrams too? Did they? Oh, well, I yeah, thought we, so. Want the attention? Also, uh, again, update on the Tino interview. Uh, hopefully, it'll be the week of the twentieth. I'm currently texting him at the moment. He's fifty pages into my book. He said it's really, really good. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> gave Tino the book. So he's learning a lot. So yeah, uh, we respect a guy who's taking care of his mental health, and I know we all have a lot of questions for Tino, and I'm excited to ask him questions, because certainly I have questions, but hopefully it will still happen, and uh, tentatively, hopefully, uh, around the 20th. Uh, he wrote, I kind of wish he wrote it earlier, and honestly, I think it wouldn't have messed, I wouldn't have messed up so bad. <laughs> they should send them out with the contracts to go on the show. Like, hey, here's your contract, here's Nick's book. Oh, no, they would the producers would never get <laughs> no, my book. It no. literally tells everything, it's it's the opposite of making great TV because yeah. like you, you know, consider your, how, 
you know, don't overreact, think about, you know, they don't like, it's like the opposite of, of what Genevieve is doing. Yeah. They're going to like ban it actually. I take it back. It's like, they would ban my book. Um, 100%. On our season, we actually all got a copy of Chris Harrison's book. Really? Yeah. They like handed them out. They like, I guess when they did the erotica date, everyone got a copy. I don't think they'll hand out my book. I do not either. I don't, I don't don't think it's going to make the best TV, uh, would help them make the best TV. Uh, anyway, uh, so Mike Johnson and Megan, uh, King, like, are are just. He said we just had a clicks. great time in Vegas. So I guess yeah. that doesn't mean like nothing happened. He just said we just had a great time. So maybe you could read into that, but who knows? Okay, it's probably uh, casual, casual yeah. hookup. Yeah. So. Do you think? Do you do you think they had a great time, or do you think they just posted pictures together? Like, wink, wink. Hard to say. I feel like they had a great time. Do you think there was some coitus or maybe Why a makeup? Why not? They're both hot. They're both yeah. single. Yeah, I think they had a great time. They had. A, uh, I think they had a great Vegas weekend. Yeah, so I feel we like think, the Vegas alter egos came we, out. You think they had sex? I mean, there was no, like, we're just friends in the we statement. But maybe they're looking for a little clickbait. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Well, shameless plug. I mean, they yeah. got it. We're talking here. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Vanessa gave birth... Uh, on Nick's birthday and a day before her birthday. Was that wow. something you talked about, that your birthdays are a day apart when you were together? Yeah, I kind of forgot that it, they were a day apart, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I do remember now that they were. But uh, great. Now uh, me and uh, uh, Vanessa's son share a birthday. There you go. Nice. That? Three little Libras. That. Well, how yeah. about that? Uh, <laughs> oh, great for us. Uh, no, but that's super great. Uh, happy for them. They seem like a really uh, happy family. And I think that's absolutely amazing. Yeah. Congratulations to the the lovely family. And uh, what's their what's her kid's name? Oh yeah. Um, I don't think she put the name in it. It just says her no. post said nothing will beat my thirty fifth birthday. Our little miracle decided to be born one day before mommy's birthday, so we celebrated his birth date and my thirty fifth at the hospital as a new family. Would you want the same birthday as your kid? I feel like I'd be I so happy that it was one day before and not on my birthday. I, I don't really care about birthdays. I think my kid. For my kid, more so. For my kid, yeah. yeah. yeah I don't. Re- I also don't really care about birthdays, so it wouldn't really affect me. Yeah. What? No, that's not true. I don't care about birthdays. I feel like you care about your birthday. No. No? No, I didn't make a big deal out of my birthday at all. Yeah, because I made a big deal of it. I made it awesome. Yeah. What did we do? What do you mean? You said it was the best birthday ever. Well, I, got you the cof- I got you the coffee machine. We went oh, for yes. Sana. We yes. went for Don Angie's. Yeah, yes, yeah. It was actually, it was a one that we would- Apparently it wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> well, my well we also do that stuff all the time, but yeah. it was a great birthday. You did a really wonderful job. Speaking of great birthdays, just shout out to my lo- lovely girlfriend, Natalie, who threw me a uh, surprise birthday slash book release party. Yeah, um, she popped You guys both off. had big birthday parties this year that looked very fun. Yeah, um, I'm very lucky to have Natalie. It was great. Uh, I'm not one. It was the perfect. I'm, I'm not be, usually big on surprise birthday parties because so like so, I think some people go a little too far, mm-hmm. you know, because they want the surprise. So to surprise someone, you have to disappoint someone. You know, it's like no one cares about, like, don't everyone, everyone just forget it's their birthday and don't text and everyone's just, they're yeah. moping around so then they can, like, get the biggest surprise ever. But thankfully, uh, <laughs> my parents surprised me, showed up at my front door without me knowing. I had some friends flying to town as well. And then, like, so I got to, and I knew my friends were coming, so I got right. to anticipate that. So I got looked, I had something to look forward to, and I was still surprised by some of the other people who who showed up and flew in for the party, and it was uh, really special, and uh, I think uh, I'm very lucky to uh, have now. It was it was the best adult birthday I've ever had. Oh, nice. that's great. Nice. That's awesome. So it was uh, really, really quite, quite meaningful. And uh, also, it's just good to be in New York. Can I just, can I just say that? It's winter. I showed up. 
football was playing. I had I got to wear some winter coats. It was crispy out. Yeah. And Joe and I had a nice burger. Where did we go? We had a great dinner. We went to Mineta Tavern. Ugh. Oh, the burger was incredible. And it's just like your your quintessential New York bar. And yeah. And then yeah. I woke up nice. this morning. Yeah. I was watching Paradise on my phone with a cup of coffee and just the wind was blowing. It was like <laughs> such a vibe. You're wearing was, plaid, Nick. You look so fall. I uh, it really, it, it really, I'm really enjoying being here in the fall. It's great to experience weather when you don't have to endure it for any lengthy period of time. But like when it's like something to do. Yeah, it's, it's probably a nice change it's from great. LA weather. But it's now great. you're like, I can go back. I don't have to endure the winters I here. Know, I know. So anyways, I just want to throw that in there. It's good to be in New York in the fall. All right. So Vanessa's kid and me, whose name we don't know, uh, we have the same birthday. Yes, correct. And right. we got some other people what just else? moving on with life. Uh, Sarah Heron and Kayla Quinn both uh, announced pregnancies. And Good Maddie them, Pruitt yeah. posted her engagement photos. And I believe she posted them yesterday. And the caption was 27 days. So I guess 26 days from today. And they got engaged after nine months. And now I guess they're getting married within the month. So they are yeah, really it, going for I mean, it. I, I think they mm-hmm. operate on a different Late wavelength. Yeah, no, they moved. They moved quick. Yeah, just, definitely. If you're gonna wait forever to have sex, once you, I mean, once yeah. you know, you know, like let's get down the aisle. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. but I feel like they. Well, I don't know about him, but she specifically has unique values, at least from sure. people in Bachelor Nation, when it comes to what she's looking for in a relationship. So I feel like there's kind of a different rule book for them. Yeah, yeah. I feel like she might be more into like the list, like it's like lists of like what her partner. Yeah, she definitely has some hard non-negotiables. It seems like. Yeah, that are. I'm just. I don't I'm know so how much it speaks. On, well, anyway, I'm you know not what? Gonna, this what is so. This is so random and maybe nosy of us, but we were looking for wedding planners the other day, and we were scrolling through old bachelor couples like wedding photos to see and um Maddie Pruitt I think is getting married at the same place I don't know but has the same planner as uh, Raven and Adam did okay. and I, they I'm had just, like a beautiful wedding so I'm excited to see the photos from it I'm, I'm just surprised how fast they actually planned the wedding like we just started looking into like wedding planners I'm like oh this Who, is Maddie and her uh, yeah Maddie and her because they fiance. I mean they got engaged how long ago I feel I like know, it was like a your month daddy's a zillionaire I don't know if it really matters true, yeah like, this true. guy's like, the do limit you get date? do you want to get married tomorrow we can throw yeah true <laughs> got it yeah you know? yeah this guy is the limit for them yeah so you know and it's just like you know it sounds like they a couple people just want to have sex yeah. you know and start their i don't i don't blame them good their, for them uh, get your life going preaching careers i think astrid know? and kevin are getting married soon also actually from your season your season of paradise your first season yeah 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 a lot of bachelor nation weddings and they have a kid. babies they have a baby yeah. yeah okay yeah i think i feel like they must have been like a covid wedding where it got pushed and then she got pregnant. i love that I, I love the uh is that the first bachelor uh, couple to have a child out of out of wedlock out of wedlock i don't know is it Did, our first progressive bachelor couple you know um, like, little, we don't need that. A little that COVID marriage. baby. Yeah, we just, we just um, I, I love that for them. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, love I think too. they are. I think they are. What, Carly and they, Evan, did they have about, a kid before they were married? They might have. Or, did they? No. no, I don't think so. No, she had would, kids before they got had, married. Yeah, Evan had like a bunch of kids. Yeah, from, but don't they have a, chi- a couple kids together? They do. Oh. But I believe they, yeah. They were I, mean, okay, I was yeah. at their wedding. I don't believe Carly. I mean. Oh, yeah. She okay. she might have been um, prego. I don't know. Yeah. I don't I don't remember. I don't They're, but I do not believe they had a child before. Yeah, okay. Astrid and Kevin have the first physical baby premarital. Yeah. Nice. All right. All right. I know there's people out there who are struggling getting a good night's sleep. I know you're there. I know there's probably several of you listening to the show right now. And if you heard me talking about Helix Sleep mattresses, well, I ain't lying to you, baby. 
Chances are, if you're not getting a good night's sleep, there's a lot of reasons why. And if you're looking for the best mattress in the world, look no further than Helix Mattress. Every time I travel, I, I've never had a mattress in my life that I've always looked forward to getting back into bed. And Natalie and I, every time we're out of town, we come back, and that first moment of bed is a glorious moment. I've always prided myself on being someone who can sleep on anything. And it's true. I can. I can survive. I'm not high maintenance. I'm not a diva. But boy, when you find a mattress that works for you, there is truly nothing better. And Helix makes it possible. It's really simple. Just go to helixsleep.com, take a quick quiz. Whether you're a side sleeper, sleep on your back, firm, medium, soft, whatever you like, they have a mattress for everybody and they will fit you with the mattress that your body deserves so you get the best sleep possible. Helix mattresses are American made and come with a 10 or 15 year warranty depending on the model. You can also try it for 100 nights risk-free. Boy, super incredible. You don't need a box spring. Uh, that's also great. It comes in this box. It's also just fun to like open up and like inflate. It was named by GQ and Wire Magazine as the best mattress, which is great. Over 12,000 five-star reviews. I am a Helix Sleep mattress customer for life. I don't know what more I can say. So if you want to get the best sleep of your life and get the uh, Helix Sleep experience, because Helix Sleep is offering $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners, go to helixsleep.com slash V-I-A-L-L with Helix Better sleep starts now. Article. Article is doing great things in the furniture department. Doesn't matter if it's indoor or outdoors. Article has it all. Their uh, modern Scandinavian mid-century industrial bohemian designs look good in all different types of places. I get so many compliments on my article couch. It is a classy, classy couch. And you hosted Natalie's birthday party recently, and that was a classy, classy event. And let me just say, it was a cohesive Classy, classy event. <laughs> classy, classy. Also comfortable. And the best thing about Article, you know you're not overpaying. They cut out the middleman. They just cut them. Cut them right out. I do know that you can save up to 30% over traditional retail prices. I know that much. And again, they have uh, so many great furnitures. The shopping experience is incredible. So many different options to select from. Plus, everything they have in stock will be shipped to you in two weeks or less. If you don't like your thing you order, which would be shocking, uh, they make the exchange or return process super easy. All in-stock items are delivered in two weeks or less. And free shipping is available in the U.S. and Canada and orders over $999. Fast and affordable. It's amazing. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your purchase of $100 or more. So to claim that, visit article.com slash V-I-A-L-L. And the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's A-R-T-I-C-L-E dot com slash V-I-A-L-L for $50 off your purchase of $100 or more. I told Joe and Serena, I was like, if you want to spice things up, let's start a rumor about you guys right now. Because other than that, it seems like everyone's doing pretty well. How's your guys' love? <laughs> I mean, Terrible. We... We're on the verge of a breakup. <laughs> wow. She's going to go the opposite, too. Really? I'm just trying to spice it up for next podcast. No, you know? we are. We are. We have started the search for a wedding planner yeah. and we're really um, trying to lock down a date in a location. So we're doing all that right yep. now. Yeah. Um, we're hoping for fall next year, fall 2023. Yes. Right. Yeah. So yeah, we're excited. It's good. It's going good. Fall this wedding. First fall wedding. Yep. Fall, first fall in New York since we moved here in April. Like we're never here trying to spend more time here, but we got nothing juicy on our end. Yeah. yeah. It's the well, I think couple. you guys are, are, not that it matters, but I think you guys are a great couple. I like you both as individuals and, and as a couple, you guys seem, seem great. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're really, we're striving. <laughs> <laughs> and you were just tweeting like a, a motherfucker last week. Oh uh, yeah. Brave, brave man. <laughs> really just going for, uh, owning, owning, uh, the age difference. Yeah. What did you tweet? I tweeted, um, 
what did I tweet? It was because like Michael. Oh yeah, Michael. Michael A kept saying that the women are so youthful, and I said youthful never stopped. Uh, Kenny, me and Kenny, um, which was a joke, obviously. Well, I mean, um, it would have been very creepy if you were like these two single guys on yeah. the prowl for younger girls, but you're. Two engaged men. Yeah. I mean, they're they, aren't they prego too? They are not prego, from what I know. I but they, they are planning. Oh, they faked the pregnancy. Yes, with okay. the dog. They did a joking pregnancy post, but they're planning their wedding. Also, like you're in serious, committed, loving relationships just with younger women. Yeah. And the thing was, like, I was making fun of myself, and it's not like we were, we're Kenny and I are like strolling around like looking for younger women. It's like I'm engaged to a woman who's ten years younger than me. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> you had you know. I, I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. But what I've learned on this show is like if you if you make a joke, you have to let people know that you're joking. And then you have to and if you make a criticism, you have to say no judgment afterwards. Like if you make an observation. I don't know. Yeah, that's if you care. I don't I really don't care. <laughs> <That's if you laughs> care. I, I don't. I'm like, I just I'm just having fun watching the show. Uh, yeah. Tweeting away. I enjoy yeah. it. <laughs> All right. We have a uh, actually Shanae is here. So like why don't we just talk to Shanae and then we'll get into the recap. Shanae, welcome. <laughs> Yes, hi. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys? I'm doing well. I'm 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 enjoying what I what I believe to be the the Shanae redemption season. How are you enjoying it so far? The Shanae redemption, it's I'm enjoying it. It's honestly been the best experience so far. Are are you having fun? You seem happy. You seem you seem like you're glowing. You you know, yeah. you seem like you're a, a little less guarded, which I I hope is a sign that this redemption season is is in full swing. I don't know how much you can give away, but yeah. on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate your paradise experience? Yeah. How would, on a scale of one to 10? Um, so right now experience, it's definitely a 10. Okay. All yeah. right. How would you have rated your experience on Clayton's season? Um, negative a thousand. I mean, negative a thousand. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't a fun experience. And obviously you guys saw and heard and read, but yeah. it was not a fun experience for me. So I'm living it up on bachelor in paradise right now. I hear you. And what, what do you think was the main reason for the negative infinity on Clayton season? Um, I think honestly, the women themselves, I think I'm a very approachable, fun, bubbly person to, get to know, especially, you know, in five seconds, I'm a recruiter and I feel like I can be someone's best friend in five seconds. So I don't know, jealousy, intimidation, confidence factor, right? When I first walked in, you know, at the mansion, the first day I could tell, like, it was not, I could just feel it. I could see it. And I was like, this is not going to be good. So from day one, I felt it. And obviously look where we were on the bachelor. So yeah. What what do you think? Did you did you approach it? Like so after coming off of Clayton season, you know, hated the experience. Obviously, you said some things that pissed people off. Uh right. people said some things that pissed you off. Uh what approach, if anything, did you do differently coming into paradise that you that uh that you changed that directly correlated into you enjoying this experience better? So I really tried to stay true to myself. You know, I tried to do that on The Bachelor, but I don't think the ladies did give me the time of day. I know there was a lot said and a lot done, but this time going into Bachelor in Paradise, I wanted to listen more, right? I wanted to see and hear like, okay, like these ladies are decent people to get to know and, you know, potentially be friends. Yeah. Do you think that because you kind of started off on the wrong foot with the ladies on 
Clayton season, you were kind of like, fuck it. I don't get along with them anyway. Let's just lean into this. And then when it was so difficult going that route, you kind of decided to take a different approach into paradise. Absolutely. I definitely leaned into it more towards Bachelor in Paradise. I was hesitant to go. I was nervous. I was scared. But I kept hearing that Bachelor in Paradise is a way different experience. So I'm glad I, I went for sure because I was living it up and it was actually fun. So for me to say it was fun and amazing, like that's huge for me. We saw last week you kind of go out of your way to uh, talk loose <laughs> off off the bed uh, or 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 lace as they yeah. often refer to her. But um, <laughs> can you walk us through that? I'm curious because you know for all the shit you got on Clayton season, um, right. I thought it was uh, at least another side of you, an empathetic yeah. side of of you. Maybe you know what was it because you empathize with feeling like excluded on Clayton season or is that something you normally do when you kind of go out of your way to 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 see someone kind of distancing yeah. themselves to the group like what was your reason for doing it and um yeah and and why yeah. why do you think you did it and I'm trying to think question. back to like on the bachelor like I know I did do that but obviously that was not aired um but I do empathize with people and I'm very sensitive when it comes to people's like hurt feelings or you can tell you know just looking at them like they're not feeling okay, or they're not doing so well. So we were drinking, you know, Wells was pouring us shots and stuff. And I was wondering and like looking around where's Lace, couldn't find her. So, um, I heard that she was up, um, you know, in our bunk beds and I went up there to go see her and she was, I think she was sleeping to be honest. And then she woke up and she was just really, you know, disappointed and mad because she didn't feel included, but also she was mad at the guys because no one was approaching her. So she just wants to be pursued. And, you know, she's been on bachelor in paradise. She said that her experience was a lot more um, fun and better than what she was going through. So um, I did empathize for her. And also like I've been in that position, right? I felt so alone on The Bachelor and I only had myself basically to talk to. Um, so I wanted to be there for her because I vibe with her when she got down there. She's funny. She's fun. She doesn't give two shits about people like when it to an extent, right? Um, but I've been yeah, in those Yeah, she doesn't give a shit. Fun. Yeah, I mean, I mean like what people necessarily think. I think like you... Luce also cares about people. I'm just going to call her Luce. It's more fun. I do. That is a funny name. But yeah, it's. I felt bad for her for sure. Yeah. What do you think is the most misunderstood thing about you? I try to find that out and know that, guys. Um, I think I do have a little bit RBF for sure. Um, you can tell when I'm feeling a type of way. But I think the first impression, I think people take me wrong. I don't know just because I think I'm very warm and welcoming. Um, like I said, I'm a recruiter for God's sake. So um, I don't know. I just wish I had that answer, to be honest. But yeah, I don't. You know, it's funny. Um, hi, Shanae. I met hi. her uh, last week. She did our podcast. Yeah. And if I would have talked to her and interviewed her before her season aired, I would have said top three. Like this girl's top three. She's going to get the hero edit. She's going to probably potential bachelorette or the star sure, of paradise. No, we were Shanae Yeah, we were talking about this. I was talking like it's. Yeah, Joe, I, would, I think, tweeted like Shanae for bachelorette last season. Yeah, I, I, I'm. Just cosine. I thought, um, I'm just saying like, yeah. And then like, 
obviously what happened on Clayton's season um, yeah. kind of changed things for you. But right. yeah. But I like that we're seeing this like confidant side of you because I feel like on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, people get very one-dimensional portrayals because you can only see so much and you get to see so many more layers to people on Paradise. And I feel like we even saw like, I think Kira and you had a moment where she was confiding yeah. in you. Like people are clearly drawn to you looking for advice and just kind of like a shoulder to lean on. Oh, right. And that feels amazing because, you know, I didn't get that at all. I didn't get any suggestions, feedback. So getting that now is definitely a plus. What advice would you have to anyone in the world forgetting about the show for someone who has once felt excluded? I guess my question is like, as much as like, I, I always say the house is the bully and and certainly I don't think people got to see that. But nevertheless, you know, you, you certainly did say things that, you know, rub some people the wrong way. And, and yeah. certainly you, you know, uh, it's not like it's not like you weren't ever wrong with how you responded yeah. uh, to feeling excluded. Did, like when you went into paradise, were, did you decide to uh, try to approach uh, your disappointment differently? Or were you planning on kind of still giving the... You know, if you don't like me, I'm gonna fucking hate you back no. type of mentality. What was your kind of approach there? Like, what yeah. what did you want to change differently about how you handled being, you know, ostracized or yeah. left yeah. alone? Um, so I I took in consideration like of my feelings and like other people's feelings that I want people to like me. Do I care necessarily? No, but. I want people to see who I really am. You know, I am actually a very sensitive person. I'm gullible. I'm funny. Um, I'm serious at times, but I just went into it as like, you're still going to get Shanae, but um, hopefully just not the drama side, but it takes two to tangle, right? It depends on sure. the situation and what's happening, but um, there wasn't a lot of drama so far. So that's what was awesome, right? I could be Shanae. People got to see who the real Sinead was. Yeah, and I, something I've noticed, at least so far in Paradise, is while there's a lot of, especially week one, with with the men having the roses and the power, you saw, it, it seemed like, you know, some of the women really, uh, that got to them, you know, lacking the power, and and there was a lot of hoping to be picked and hoping to be chosen, and, a lot, yeah. and not a lot of thought and consideration to you know, why they were feeling the way they were or why they were pursuing certain people. It just really, it seemed like their only objective was to like have somebody. And yet with you, it seemed you were a little bit more open-minded, but you, you seemed, I don't know, to me, you know, less in need of the validation or a rose. And, and why do you think that is? Like, as, as far as a data in the real world, like what were, how would you rank your confidence level in terms of you learning about someone and deciding to like them versus hoping someone likes you? Yeah, absolutely. So my whole goal was to connect with someone, right? I didn't go there just for a rose, but can I talk about Logan, right? Like there was a connection there. It, it was all real. It was, there was real feelings. And I think having that confidence, I didn't have to think about confidence, right? I'm already a confident person, but when you have a feeling that's mutual and reciprocated, it should be easy going into a rose ceremony because you're like, wow, this person likes me. I don't, I hope, you know, he's not lying with whatever he's saying and talking to some other girl and saying the same things. But I think that's where my confidence comes from. Did um, the age difference between you guys throw you off at all? What's the age difference? Was he, um, was he too youthful? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> who, is, who, Logan? Yeah. Oh, well, like, he's long, younger, isn't he? Yeah, he's it younger. Was a little, it was a little, yeah. Uh, How old are you, Shanae? I like it, but age yeah. is just a number. Um, Fuck yeah. <laughs> at the time, um, he definitely was mature. So to be continued to see at his 26-year-old self. But yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's talk about Genevieve for a second. Uh, as Genevieve would describe you early on, your mortal enemy, which seemed... You know, a bit Aggressive. over the top. I had a chance to talk with 
Genevieve. I haven't talked with Genevieve, Genevieve since Women Tell All when I think okay. Genevieve came on the podcast. And I, I, I think, I mean, I, w- I was just uh, slightly critical of the way she responded to Sinead uh, on Women Tell All. But I actually, I think Genevieve's a star. I'm, I'm in love watching her in Paradise. But how would you, uh, on a scale of one to 10, how would you define, like, uh, what do you think of Genevieve in terms of, uh, yeah, what do you think of Genevieve? Yeah, I'm, I'm me- here in Paradise. No, just in general. I just want oh, to know general, your opinion um, honestly, of, of Genevieve. Yeah. So a couple of people told me that we are kind of the same person, as a matter of fact. <laughs> um, but I think she is a down-to-earth, funny, outgoing, loud, competitive human. And I like that about her. Did you have a strategy going into Paradise of like how you want to navigate your relationship with Genevieve? Or did you even give it any thought? Honestly, I, I didn't think of it. I was like, I'm just going in there. You know, I hopefully they can give me a second chance um, to redeem myself. But I was just going in it to be who I am, like who I am like right now to this day. Yeah. No, I, I, I love that. I think it's very uh, evident, um, both on Clayton season and so far in paradise that, uh, you may not make all the best decisions. No one does, but I, I enjoy, uh, watching you in a sense that I feel you're one of the more authentic people in the sense that um, you are confidently yourself for the better or for the worst. And, and I've enjoyed seeing some of your uh, better qualities be shown in paradise. And uh, it's, it's been fun to watch. Thank you. I'm glad I, I, I can't wait to like continue to read and see people like how they're like, Oh dang, like who, who is this person? But I'm super excited. Yeah. Well, um, uh, it's, it's happy to see It's, it's exciting yeah. to see you smile. I, I enjoyed Thank it. You. I know that uh, for a minute it, uh, it was pretty tough in the DMS. It, yeah, thousands of days. That was not going away, but just <laughs> isn't delete, it crazy? Delete, delete. <laughs> isn't it crazy how quick people will flip though? I'm like, do you have, do you have a life? What are you doing? Like, it's probably like a hate DM, and then like a couple months later from the same person, like, you're my I'm ready. I'm like, oh, now you love me. Weird. Yeah, we're just seeing different sides of you. Yeah, um, absolutely. Anything you want to tease? What something we can look forward to? What's uh, your, your, any moments that uh, you, you think we're, we can uh, look forward to anticipating? You have to watch. It's it's so good. Like, I can't even explain it. Um, from the dates to the group dates, double dates. Maybe I was a bachelorette in paradise. I don't know. All right. You were playing the field. A little bit. A little fuckboy <laughs> fuck energy? <laughs> no, not fuckboy energy. <laughs> Just like if my guy wasn't giving it his all and some new guy came down and wanted to take me out, let's go. Absolutely. There we go. All right. Uh, Shanae, I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, I'm glad this uh, experience is going better for you so far. And I hope uh, the audience continues to learn and and see uh, more of your likable uh, characteristics, um, which I know we all have. So thank you so much for having me. Uh, It's a a pleasure. Yeah. Good luck for the rest of the season. Thank you. Bye. I don't know. I like Shanae. I know. She's I'm, nice. I'm always a, a defender of the villains, but uh, at least uh, I like people to consider uh, that it's possible that maybe on a reality TV show, you might only be seeing a sliver uh, of their personality. Yeah. My thing with her on The Bachelor, too, was she definitely made some unpopular choices. She but leaned She, into she the leaned into it for sure. But she was bringing so much entertainment to the show. Like, she was really creating so much entertainment for the viewers, and that definitely wasn't popular with the women in the house, which I totally understand. But as a viewer, like, you need someone like her. And she also got a lot of slack for talking bad about the other women in the house in interviews, which everyone does. They just aired it. They just aired it, yeah. Yeah. It's nice to see Sinead doing better and, and smiling. It's always, I always enjoy seeing that. 
Hungry Root, healthy food made easy and delivered easy right to your door. So many of you I know are busy bees, and the hardest part about being busy and being hungry is that it's really hard to be busy and eat right at the same time. It is. It, it just There's something about, you know, listen, fast food. There's a reason why fast food isn't healthy for you. But Hungry Root is a meal food delivery service that makes getting fresh ingredients and high-quality ingredients delivered right to your door, easy to make, fun to make, delicious, and good for you. Here's the thing. I'm not a cook. I've never claimed to be a cook. I wasn't raised to be a cook. I avoid cooking at all costs. Um, I'm also very impatient and I don't like reading instructions. However, I have been able to feel like an actual cook with the minimal and easy to follow instructions and already like pre-prepared labeled ingredients that Hungry Root sent me. Like there, it's a recipe for success, even as someone like me who likes like throw away the manual. You can also do that because you have all your labeled ingredients. And if you want to cook your own thing, you can cook your own thing. I had these taco mix and it was really great and it was simple to make. And I still think about them to this day. Hungry Root will recommend groceries they think you'll love. Take their suggestions and or choose what you want from fresh produce, high quality meats and seafood, pantry staples, healthy snacks and sweets, and much more. You're not just getting your weekly grocery haul. You can also shop thousands of simple recipes that actually put your food to use. The best part is everything that Hungry Root offers follows a simple standard. It's got to taste good, be quick to make, contain whole trusted ingredients. Spend less time shopping and cooking, more time enjoying healthy food that you actually love with Hungry Root. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Viofile listeners 30% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Get 30% off your first delivery and get free veggies for life. That's HungryRoot.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. All right, let's just get into the meat of the episode. Uh, it started off, uh, I want to talk about Romeo starting <laughs> off. So do we. <laughs> the Explorer. Romeo is in his fuckboy era, which... Is great for mm-hmm. him, I guess, in life. Bad, bad in paradise. He just feels like he's new to his fuckboy area and he does not know how to navigate it. And he's trying and failing. Yeah. I don't like I wanna like him, but after this ep- episode, it was there was a lot of like a lot of icks yeah. from, from Romeo. It's like just uh, if you're gonna be a fuckboy, just just be a fuckboy. And there's nothing wrong like like everyone here is a fuckboy on this beach. I mean, truly everyone and i just it's the it's the pretending to not be the in a fuckboy season you know where they just like it's the over the top i i want to see something here and as opposed to just like the casual i just want to get to know you but like Mm -hmm. romeo there's an intensity with every conversation he has that doesn't fit the the connection he seems to be pursuing. Yeah, he wants to play the field right now. Yeah. He wants to he wanted to come to paradise and play the field. Um, and he keeps having conversations that are not leading the women on to think that. Yeah, he either doesn't know what he wants or he knows what he wants and he's just not doing a good job of communicating it and getting himself into really uncomfortable situations. And he's completely cracking under the pressure. Absolutely. Like he is falling apart. He's cry- he cried like four times. Are those real tears? Do you, I, I think they're more tears of like embarrassment. embarrassment? Yeah. I, I did Does that feel, make it worse? I did feel feel for him a little bit like – like he, when Britney like swerved his kiss, like regardless, you know, I don't agree I with, love, I don't I, agree with I how feel bad. I don't agree with him even like going about it that way. I don't, not that I feel bad for him, but he had to feel so embarrassed. 
Like I, I felt embarrassed for him. I didn't feel bad for the swerve because like, just read, pay attention. Yeah, like, I, you know, I, 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 I shouldn't have said I, I feel bad. I don't, I don't feel bad for the swerve. You just empathize that rejection I just, is hard. I just like after know fact, how, yeah. I, I know after the fact how embarrassing he must feel because of that. You know what I didn't get? But it's his fault. He did a classic guy move, which is like, focus on what I want to say. I'm going to go for it. And like look down on the floor and not like read the signals. And then I think there's a, a classic mistake that a lot of, a lot of guys do uh, talk about it in my book, by the way. Like, and I think everyone does for a certain extent. Is that uh, it's really tough to put yourself out there. It's really hard to be vulnerable. And I think uh, men are more guilty than this than women. But I think everyone's guilty. There's a sense of entitlement. Like they feel like, well, if I'm going to be vulnerable, then you owe me at least your consideration. Like it took a lot for me to do this, and and as a requirement, I need you to respond a certain way. And then when it doesn't go that way, they yeah. they act a fool and they, you know, they they kind of have this energy. And so like, yeah, I think Romeo was just focusing on what he expected uh, Brittany to give him back and like wasn't even paying attention to these, these faces she was clearly making mm -hmm. and then decided to like seal it with a kiss. And I think Romeo's probably a guy who's probably used to going out to the bars in New York and 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 spitting some game and 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 just going in for a makeout and you know maybe See, yeah that's where I, I disagree with that what do you mean i don't think romeo is like real life fuckboy going out to bars and, and spitting game and able to just grab women i think he has i think he's i think he's i think he's somewhat awkward and i think it's actually harder for him to talk talk to women yeah i think he went into that conversation with britney having played it out in his head having a game plan of this is what i'm gonna say and then i'm gonna it, kiss her and instead of being open and flexible yeah. to what her response was gonna be it that was step three of the plan and he was he was gonna go in for that kiss and thought maybe you know she was gonna kiss him back to reward him for his vulnerability or because she wanted to I don't know but it was really awkward I also don't understand why he was chasing people to accept his rose like he had the power yeah no it was uh he just well I think you like you said he was spiraling he started getting yeah. rejected and then at that point regardless if he had the rose he felt powerless by the lack of validation I don't think Romeo is like when I say fuck boy, I don't mean like, you know, this just confident guy who's popping bottles and like bringing a new girl home every night. I just mean you just you can be a fuck boy and not be good at it. Yeah, um, true. And you can be a fuck boy and be, you know, an introverted hipster. You know what I'm saying? Not every fuck boy is, you know, a river north if you're from Chicago kind of <laughs> popping bottle like, you know, finance bro. True. Yeah. True. And so I just think uh, Romeo is a fuckboy in, in his like group uh, of kind of like, you know, like artistic critical thinkers. And I think Romeo does very well in certain circles, right? He's a tall, good looking, handsome guy who like, you know, reads and, and, and you know, I think Romeo is aware of his brand. Okay. Um, sure. My guess is Romeo probably has a history of, uh, with women who would accuse him of not paying attention and reading the singles properly. And I, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't shock me if this has happened to Romeo in the past and in, in terms of, of 
of being awkward and weird, mostly because he is not paying attention when he is, is speaking and just assuming what the response should be rather than just being present in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And we've seen that now not work out for him essentially three times, yeah. unfortunately. But I mean, when he was when he was spitting game, was, is it Haley? Oh my gosh. I forgot I he mean, did he was this. Just yeah, like, Haley. He was just like, yeah, I just want to see. After he was, he was like sobbing on the table and she comforted him and he, or comforted yeah, comforted him. Yeah. And he, I think, said, like, you're beautiful. You're a ray of sunshine. I'd love to see where this goes. And she was like, what? Where did this just come from? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just like, my, he, Romeo might might as well say, I will literally date anyone. I have my favorites, but <laughs> yeah. also I'll take anyone. I just wanted to shake him and be like, Romeo, you have a rose. And the girls don't. You don't have to know who you're going to date next week. You don't have to pursue any of these women next week. Obviously, it's not working out. Whoever you give this rose to is very likely going to accept it. Yeah. yeah. So just pick who you care about the most or you want to see fine love, whether it's with you or not, and just give that person the rose. He let the pressure get to him. It was he as did. simple as that. He just, once he got shut down from Britney, he totally spiraled and didn't know what to do and then just started running around yeah, acting like a fool. Insecurities got the best of him, yeah. unfortunately. And I feel like everyone is treating it like we're like three weeks in yeah. by the way they're all talking. Yeah, which is, I, I, I noticed that so much more this year than any other year previously. Like everybody, like I feel like, where's the story? Like we're already in like this crazy drama and I feel like we're on week three and it's, like three days in. Well, yeah, I mean, like you know, yeah, she talked. You, she talked about liking Logan, and I'm mm -hmm. just the whole time I'm watching it. I'm being like, what? She, she, you know, she's. We just have the best connect. You know, they, they they start talking about their connection, and I'm just thinking he called someone else loose yesterday. And like, there's a good chance <laughs> he doesn't uh, know your name. You know, he's gonna call you Bailey. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, truly. And then they 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 just talk about like I just want to know like I would love someone in paradise like. And that's why I really like Brittany. Uh, Brittany, when she was even talking to Romeo, like right off the bat, she had this, you know, granted, she obviously isn't in Romeo. She made that very clear. I think she, what, what, what did she say? What, a, what, a, what an L for Romeo. Like I'd rather, yeah, I don't know what she'd rather do. But Something it, like I'd like rather get, get hit, hit by, by a bus. bus. Hit by a bus. <laughs> yeah. Being very harsh. Then, <laughs> yeah, that was... Uh, that was harsh. It at that point. But I love what I loved about Brittany is like she... She came across as someone who doesn't need to be there, mm -hmm. um, yeah. who is open to being there. And and if the right person comes along, she is down to get to know them. Mm -hmm. But right off the bat, there is such a different energy with Brittany than so many of the other people in Paradise, which is, you know, Romeo sits down, he's got a rose, he's got the power, and he's like, you know, spitting his game. And, and Brittany's just like, well, let me ask you some questions. Let me check in with you. And I, I love that for her. And she's, and it's, it just goes to show that regardless of who has the rose, I do think that you can maintain your power by simply just not acting like all you want is someone's validation, that you just ask some questions. Like, hey, thanks for the compliment. Thanks for like this and that. Mm -hmm. But I have some questions for you. And that immediately will turn people on their head. 100%. Well, Br Brittany's doing so great because she's still remembering and considering she has a real life, like a life outside of this. So she's coming in here at true, like... There's a lot of people that come on this show and like, I just want to be myself. Like, I'm just here to be myself. Like, Brittany's just being herself. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And I, 
that's great to watch. Yeah, I think you feel that too with her confidence. Like yeah. she is not jumping at the first connection. And Brittany is someone that we haven't really seen have a strong connection yet. So there's a lot of people in her position that would have jumped at the opportunity to, you know, seduce Romeo and get his rose. And okay, there's interest here. There's opportunity here, I think is what a lot of people look at it like. And she's just like, yeah, no, I don't really feel it with you. You know, I go home. I don't go home. Who cares? Like, I'm not going to fake it with someone that I'm not interested in just to stay on this beach, which I think a lot of people's tears this past week came from a fear of going home yeah. over a fear of 100%. losing a really, really strong connection because it's still, it's so early. Yeah. And it's just so obvious and it just kind of makes, like, it's just kind of a gross thing. Yeah. I, I, you know, you, it's hard to have any sympathy for the tears because it's just like, it's not about, you, you can't, it's not, it's impossible for you to feel the way you are claiming to feel about any of these people, you just don't want to go home. Yeah, it's like I'm losing my chance at love in paradise, not I'm losing love in paradise. Yeah. And that and that's why they're, it's just so silly because that's it's such a relatable thing to say. Like if if somebody would just come out and be like, I'm just really sad because I don't want to go home because I want to see somebody comes down and I fall in love. And if you say that right yeah. away, or like, I like where the things are going, is going to relate to you, and I want to I want to have the chance to keep seeing where it goes. Yeah, no. It's it's, it's something that I very few people, I think, figure out on the show. It's what made Ashley I a star, you know, especially if you're willing to go back on. It's why Shanae is, you know, I think seeing some success is that everyone talks about being real and being authentic, but very few people on the show are because it takes some guts to like just come down and actually be yourself. And, you know, I hope we get to see more of Brittany because she seems to be someone who is just comfortable who, with being who she is. And if people like her, great. And if they don't, great. And if, if she sticks around, great. If she goes home early, she'll live. Mm -hmm. And that always comes, it's so obvious to see with certain people. We saw that with Teddy, you know, and yeah. uh, someone who just decided to go home, which was abrupt, but at the same time, I, re I respect the move. Like she didn't need it, yeah. you know? Were you surprised by her exit? I was. What, I mean, I felt like she kind of panicked. My only, I wish she would have stayed, but I think, think she was so worried about looking bad because she didn't like Andrew and Andrew is a fan favorite and a very likable guy. I feel like she went home for the wrong reasons. Yeah. I almost feel like she was looking at herself like, oh, I'm a villain. Like yes. I've done something so bad that it's not like I can't be saved. I have to leave. Well, also, like all the cards were stacked in her favor. Like she, she, she's also a fan favorite. She goes down early. The guy that she's super into is super into her. And it's perfect. Like they meet mm -hmm. on the beach, everything, like everything should the first work. Date. Yeah. They get the first date. Everything should work. And that it's not, I think Teddy was like, well, everything was working in my favor and it didn't work. So it's just not. Going yeah, and to if, work and if I stick around, like, how am I not going to be the villain? Like there's, there's more, the odds are better that I hurt somebody else. Yeah. So I, I liked think, Teddy last season. I still liked her this season. I did too. I, I totally actually, sympathize with her situation. I mean, I don't think she should have left. I wish she didn't leave because I think she makes for good television. Yeah, I think it's a dis. Yeah, like I said, I th yeah, it's a disappointing, and I think she went home for the the wrong reasons. I respect it more than sticking around for the wrong reasons, but mm -hmm. uh, I think like we have to suffer because I do think Teddy is a compelling character and uh, someone is who is fun to root for. And uh, I wish she would have been less self-conscious about how she came across or her brand. And I and I don't like I don't say that as a criticism. I I, I think I can empathize with it. But if you just power through and just be willing to have things 
play out. Uh, I would have liked to see her get to know some other people because like, I mean, obviously the episode ended with Rodney wanting to take her out. And at the end of the day, maybe she doesn't feel it for Rodney. That's I, what I was going to ask. Do you, do you guys think if she was really into Rodney, she would have stuck around? Like if it was, I don't know. Um, I don't, I don't know only because you probably, but I think her exit was so abrupt that the, I think the only explanation is that she was just so worried about looking bad that yeah. she, you mean, she's like, she doesn't know Rodney. So like all she could have done is been excited and think he was cute and, and he's all those, you know, he is great and he's cute and he's attractive, but you know, Teddy, obviously, you know, it seems like, you know, talked about being the virgin. So she's a little bit more reserved and, and and a slower paced person probably when it comes to dating. And so like, I'm just not sure if there would have been a guy who could have convinced her to stay given her fears of how things might come across. Is that, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, I yeah, I agree. I think that her excitement for Rodney or whoever came down was never going to outweigh her fear of staying on the beach, hurting Andrew, potentially dating someone in front of him. Like I think yeah. her fear of staying was so much greater than any potential excitement that she was just like, I got to get out of here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. Justin, let's talk about Justin. Compelling character. I'm 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 enjoying watching Justin on Paradise, you know, for a guy who was a runner-up in KD season, like we didn't get to see any of Justin. As a human being, I've gotten to know Justin. I quite like him. I think he's great. He's making decisions that are are fun to watch and I don't totally understand all uh, at all. Um <laughs> Yeah. Like I said last week, not a closer. I also appreciate it. That's what I love about those guys. I I, I was a little worried they're going to be bad at me because I said they weren't closers. And then they did that whole spoof uh, at Wrigley Field where they called up Andrew and then like like a day later and like he pretended to be an actual closer in baseball. Oh, like, did they? Super, I didn't even like, see those that. Are, those guys are so great. They, like, can they take don't it. take themselves too seriously. They get it. Like they didn't freak out by yeah uh, me calling them not closers. But um, yeah, Justin is. Like the conversations he's here's what I what I don't understand why people don't get about paradise yet. Like if you say the phrase, I'm just weighing my options, you're fucked. <laughs> like this is not I you know, I understand in real life you you definitely wanna, you know, uh you wanna everyone's the hero in their own story. So, you know, you wanna take things slow and then Justin like you know, also like he was like, oh, I'm just going to, he he wanted to commute after his date with uh, Victoria, he goes, you know, to, in his ITM, I just want to be communicative and talk through. And then he sits down with Genevieve and he goes, puts his arm behind his back. It's like, yeah. So like what a day. And then he goes something like, yeah, it was like fun. And this is tough. That was Justin being communicative. <laughs> Any yeah. conversation with Gen with Genevieve. between Genevieve and Justin the communication is just so interesting to me. I have so many questions about both of their choices. And then when you bring them together, it's just a beautiful mess most of the time. Yeah, I think they're two people who genuinely want to find someone, mm -hmm. but also are are both maybe lacking a little self-confidence. They're not sure exactly what they want. And they're just, and in an endearing way, I think they're both a little too fixated on, on being picked rather than prioritizing their own individual needs and going for what they think they deserve and not being afraid to be alone for a period of time. Uh, I think you see that same energy with, with Genevieve and and Justin. And uh, yeah, it is quite fascinating. That the only thing they have in common is their desire to be picked. I, I And I really like Justin. I've hung out with him in the real world multiple times. But I think a lot of his hesitation towards Genevieve 
was the fact that he was unsure about how Victoria Fuller felt about him. Yeah. I think he was really into Victoria and just was insecure about that and then didn't want to lose potentially what he could have with Genevieve. That's what I'm saying. It's just yeah. a little bit of, like, I think it's a classic case of, like, claiming you have the best intentions, but at the end of the day, like, putting your own needs before someone else's, you know? Like, how do you go from everything they said about, he said about Genevieve? It's like, oh, I just want to like, you know, I like you, you know, like when he, when he made the cake for Genevieve, that was so bizarre. So bizarre. So you just went on this date and then he acted like he was doing Genevieve a favor by like basically presenting her a cake production made for him. Yeah. And she's like, great. Uh, thank cake, you. But do you like me? She's like, do you like me though? And he's like, well, I brought you a okay. cake. And I'm he's like, okay, <laughs> but do you still want to date Victoria? Because I'm getting no validation from you. And he's like, but I just brought you a cake. I was like, Justin, you're not answering the question. And you're just getting mad at her for being mad at you at this point. Yeah. Because he, you want this to be smooth sailing, which it's just not going to be. And he just told Victoria he was into her. Literally. Yeah, and then told us that he wants her Rose. Exactly. And then proceeded to have a very heated conversation with Genevieve. But I was like, if you can be clear with Victoria, you should be able to be clear with Genevieve. Like he he wanted to have his cake and eat it too. No yeah. pun intended. Yeah. There no, you go. 100%. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it's just such a, it's such, it's such, I don't think Justin's a fuckboy. I just, by nature, I just think he isn't as communicative as he wants to claim he wants to be. I think you just, people are so afraid down there to just to like, and I feel like the women are better at it than the men in paradise. Like they seem like, because there's again, reality and then there's paradise and paradise is not reality. And you, you should like what Brandon and um, Serene. Serene are doing. Just like, listen, you have three weeks, pick the person you're most physically attracted to and spend the next three weeks trying to get to know each other and just commit to that person. Cause that's best case. But this mm -hmm. whole, like trying to figure out you know, and wait, like every time someone says, I'm just weighing my options, you're fucked. Like yeah. as soon as I hear someone say that, I'm just like, you're fucked. Like you're not going anywhere. And I'm just surprised by so many people who are willing to outwardly say, mic'd up and, and indirectly define someone as an option. Yeah, and Genevieve even said that. Like, I don't think Justin ever used the word option, but I think she said, like, I don't I, I don't want to feel like an option. You know, you spent a day with me, you spent a day with her, decide. And he was just not willing to decide. And like, like, you, there, like you said, there's three weeks. There's just not enough time. Like, you have to be decisive on the show and just make your mind up and see if it works. Yeah. And, and I could be totally wrong on this, but to me, Justin being torn between Victoria and Genevieve kind of just says he's not that into either of them. I don't uh, know. Do you agree or no? I think he was into Victoria. I think he just wasn't sure where Victoria was and that made him insecure. And then kind of it was and I think he was still potentially into Genevieve. I just I think he might have been more interested in Victoria. Yeah. That's what I think. Sure. I mean, he doesn't know either of them. Yeah. You know, but I love, I mean, I love Genevieve's character. I mean, I, mean, I, I was going to say, it makes like, she, I mean, she's making great. She's she, made for. She's a producer's dream. Absolutely. Because yeah. like, whenever you tell, ask her, how are you feeling? She is so honest mm -hmm. and it's so extreme. Like, it's never like, I'm fine. It's like, if you have a good day, she's like, this was fucking amazing. And if it's just <laughs> like, if, if she burnt her toast, she's just like, I'm just having the like a horrific day. Yeah. She uses adjectives that are so intense, intense and over the top. Is she the Ashley? Is she, is she the Ashley? I. She of, definitely has some Ashley that's, eye that, energy. That's what I. She thought. feels I every yesterday. emotion so deeply, and not only does she feel it, she expresses it outwards so intensely. Yeah. I mean, it's 
it's so crazy. You know, to how watch many times she was way. like, I'm definitely going home. I'm going home. I'm, I hate, you know, it's just like <laughs> I know. so. I feel like this is not the last time we see Genevieve try to send herself home. I oh. think we got at least like two to three more of her trying to almost pack her bags. Oh, and then it was funny when Justin grabbed her and told her that he was going on the on the date and she's like it's fine oh yeah <laughs> no thank you for reminding me she goes great. Oh, and again I, I like I want Genevieve to read this book I really I mean sincerely think uh, I really want to know what Genevieve thinks of it but yeah. she goes what did she say she said uh, she wanted to put herself out there and then she's talking to, like she's talking to Justin about Justin and to Justin about like I, you know, she said, I feel a stronger connection with Justin in a day than I did to Clayton the whole time. Mm-hmm. And actually, as, as crazy as that sounds, like totally by that, I she totally spent absolutely no that. time with Clayton. Yeah. Uh, he probably didn't give her really any attention. And then for an entire day, Justin completely focused on her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can totally understand why she feels that way. And then when when Victoria came and and had the date, she's like, well, what can I do? And she literally says, well, what could I say? I could say nothing. She, and I was just like, no, Genevieve, you can communicate your feelings yeah. and, and tell them exactly how you feel and draw that line of, of I like you and this is how I feel. And, you know, I'm, you barely know me. I barely know you. But I want to build off this one day and say, hey, we have a limited amount of time. How, how many days do you plan on weighing your options? And go on this date if you want to go on this date. But I, just so you know, I'm not waiting around for you either. Like, I wish she would have said that. And yeah. I wish she would have said, listen, I'm not to sound intense and not to like, you know, I'm not staking my claim with you, but like, this is a choice you're making mm-hmm. and I'm going to respond to this choice. And I wish she would have said that. And as opposed to saying, well, you know, and I think Genevieve is such a relatable character. You know, again, it's such a hyperbolic world. It's extreme. But I think we all can relate to that feeling that Genevieve so like honestly describes, which is, I, you know, this like the combination of I'll tell all my girlfriends or all my buddies like these intense feelings and this excitement I have of meeting someone, but I won't actually communicate with the person that actually needs to hear how I'm thinking and feeling. And they're not like, I'm not going to communicate to this person what I want because I, I, I don't want to upset them. I still want them to like me. I still want them to think I'm chill and cool. And I'll, I'm, I'll, and I'll freak out behind closed doors. And, and, instead of ex- and then they equate you know, being chill with not communicating their actual feelings. And there's nothing crazy about just like saying, hey, I would rather you not do that because we have something here. But if you do, I'm going to start making other choices myself. And you saw that with Justin as soon as he lost the rose. Like why Justin pouting the whole time just because Aaron showed up? I'm just trying to understand, like I'd love to ask Justin, like what was the difference between what uh, Genevieve did to you and what you did to her? Yeah, because he called it hypocritical of her to go on another date. But that confused me because it wasn't like she said, hey, don't go on this date. I don't want to date other people. Like, it sounds like they had an open relationship or a non-exclusive relationship at that time in Paradise. My guess is he accused her of being hypocritical because she expressed frustration Mm -hmm. with him after the date. You know, like, we Mm -hmm. do this thing where I understand that it's just like you don't want to ask someone to do the dishes. You want them to want to do the dishes for you type of thing. And so like Genevieve, this whole thing is like, I, you know, she was saying, I want him to like pursue me. I want him to go for me. I want him to pick me and I want him to do it a certain way. And she didn't want to like ruin it by saying, I like you. We should focus on this. Like mm-hmm. you, you do have to put yourself out there a little bit and communicate what you want. And then like, but either way, like Genevieve had the right to be upset with how Justin per- 
pursued Victoria. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, I think she was a little harsh on Justin for being like, you know, it's like an hour into the day and he like, you know, it's like she wanted him to, she had all these expectations and she didn't communicate any of her expectations to Justin until after she realized he didn't meet any of them and then shared her frustrations. And I think if she had done it before, and I totally sympathize with her just being like, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Go on the date and not wanting to tell him how she was really feeling because that's hard. But I think she would have felt so empowered if she had, and it would have made that day a lot easier. She would have had some control back if she had said like, I like you and I want to keep pursuing you and I'm upset you're going on this date, but I understand. And, you know, I hope that when you come back, you can make a decision because at the end of the day, he is going to hear from everyone on the beach that she was having a tough time that day. She's not going to be able to hide her frustrations, even if she doesn't tell him. So she may as well just tell him. Yeah. Nevertheless, I don't think Justin was in a place to accuse Genevieve of being a hypocrite. You know, it's like she had the right to be upset that you went on a date with someone else. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and she had the right to go on a date with someone else herself. Exactly. Cause, but Justin basically accused her of being a hypocrite because she was frustrated at Justin's choice. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, well, no, I'm going to go on a date so you can also be frustrated at my choice. In fact, it's quite the same. I not, feel like not, that happens so frequently in relationships of like one person doesn't love the way a situation goes down. And then when the roles are reversed, they're like, well, it went down this shitty way this last time. So like we can replicate that. And then it leads to both people kind of feeling like there's hypocrisy when it's actually just like this mismatch in the way of handling it. And both people express frustration. Yeah, 100%. It's just like disappointment that it didn't go the way you hoped it would go. But neither people are like setting upfront expectations with the, what their expectations are. It's just yeah. like I hey, I, I want you to do this. And then, you know, like you still get, like I, I understand we all want to be chosen. I understand we don't want to like force people. But like if if you give them a blueprint of what your expectations are and they meet those expectations, not only is that do you not lose any of the charm, but like you also know that this person is going to make me a priority because if all I have to do is, is articulate my expectations or my hopes and then they are willing to do those things, like that's so much better than not giving them any clue what you're looking for, hope they figure it out, and then like love them because like they love you so much that they can read your mind even though they know nothing about you. Yeah. What did you think and- about her pulling Andrew into the whole thing too? Like not only not communicating with Justin, but then going to Andrew and being like, well, will you tell tell me what he tells you? And Andrew's like, no, he's going to talk to you. He's going to be transparent. I thought Andrew handled that situation really well because sh- he she put him in a difficult position that I think a lot of people go to out of insecurity. They go to the friend. Yeah. And I think he did a good job of just being like, look, it's going to be okay. You guys can have that conversation. He's going to be honest with you. Totally. Other than not being a closer, I think Andrew is a... Uh... He's an A plus human. I, I I fucking love Andrew. Mm-hmm. Like he does everything. I I've, I've I've very few people I've met have handled every situation I've seen them in 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 such a awesome way. Like mm-hmm. he Andrew is very communicative, and even like this episode yes. you saw with with Teddy, it's yeah. just like his willingness to just put himself out there. He handles disappointment so well. Like I just yeah, there's a lot of emotional maturity oh, there. Oh, so for much sure. with Andrew. I, I just and there's I also a history of him doing that on Katie season, and I think this yeah. really legitimizes it. Where it's not like oh, maybe he just like wasn't as into Katie, so it was easy. Like yeah. it really like enforces that like this is the way he like handles like adversity and interpersonal scenarios, and he just like it's so impressive. Oh, Andrew's interpersonal skills are an absolute yeah. a, a a plus. Like I've there's a lot of people who have impressed me from Bachelor Nation. And Andrew is definitely in, a, in an elite class of, of people. But yeah, I mean, with Genevieve, I think she's very sweet. 
Uh, I think she's incredibly relatable. And I think she's just a little emotionally immature. I don't mean that necessarily as a criticism, but as an opportunity for, for growth. You know, we've all been there. And I think you, you're seeing, I, I appreciate Genevieve's authenticity of, of being a relatable character. And for anyone listening, I'm sure people are going to be harsh and, and, and say, put some mean tweets, but like Genevieve is at least authentic of who she is. And she allows us to have a conversation about these very relatable topics that like relate to everybody. Yeah. Genevieve is not being anyone but Genevieve. And I think it sounds like from what she's saying, her love languages are words of affirmation and physical touch, considering she complimented Aaron for being affectionate and complimenting her. So I have a feeling that Aaron's going to take the lead on this one between him and Justin. And they also just seem like a better match to me. But I also think Justin it could also be a little upset because there was rumors that Genevieve oh, yeah. and Aaron were talking. You know, I think with a lot of people on this show, everybody fucking talks before the show. Yeah. Everybody talks, everybody DMs, people hang out, and it just makes it so much harder when you go down there and you catch feelings for somebody, and then in the back of your mind, you're like, well, if this person comes down, there's rumors that they might have hooked up or they have talked before. So then you get in your head about that. And I, I also think maybe that's also what happened with Justin. Yeah. And then Aaron came down. He's like, oh, well, I knew this was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. No, I uh, I think, you know, Justin's this incredibly good looking guy, uh, you know, charming, nice, charismatic. He, again, like if on paper, he seems great. I think he lacks a little confidence that I think people are surprised by uh, that you see on this show where, I, you know, Kind of like Aaron and uh, what's his name? Who came? James. 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 Like, you know, like pair again, like Bachelor's notorious for like casting like these tall, great looking guys who like are surprisingly insecure or who aren't uh, very good communicators or or maybe lack emotional maturity and, and aren't necessarily like the, the juxtaposition between like every time Michael uh, A oh. talks on camera versus some of these other guys is this such yeah. night and day. But did you think I flagged this? And I don't know if anyone else felt this way. After Aaron and James came down and James asked Shanae on the date, uh, Logan had like a little ITM moment. And he said, the guy with the 12-pack is asking Shanae on a date. So it's like kind of a sign not to get too comfortable. And I didn't know if that was kind of like rude to Shanae. Like, oh, a hot guy is interested in her. So I guess I better step up my game. Uh, Yeah, I guess in a way it was, right? Like it was basically Logan projecting an insecurity that, you know, maybe he's not as uh, in the physical shape as he wants to be or a little envious of the way James and, and Aaron look. But you're right. I mean, it's... It's a pat. I don't think Logan meant it as a dig towards yeah. Shanae. I think that was him being insecure. And then obviously that came across that Shanae only is going to like him uh, for his abs. But it's also him setting up his heartbreak character. Yeah. He's already like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose to a guy with 12 pack, but I'm a, I'm a good guy. Yeah, I'm a good guy. <laughs> also, and like, I, Logan's... But I like, I've like, I, so far I like Logan. Like, I enjoy watching him. Yeah, I think he's fine. Yeah. I mean, he definitely can be an aloof dick when he doesn't like someone. Oh, you my know, that, God. That conversation yeah. With oh, that was, yeah, that was rough. Snails was versus rough. turtles. <laughs> He was he was kind of a prick. It's giving Haley. middle school. Like just yeah. like that. Like I don't want like not even making eye contact, the tone of voice. When are you everything. gonna come out of your shell? Huh? <laughs> yeah. No, it was yeah. it was definitely like I, I did not love that for him. Uh like the approach he could and should have used is to like get really engaged and immediately friend zone her. Yeah. You know, like like all Logan had to do was to like be like, oh, so I'm like 
really excited about Shanae. Can I ask some of your advice? Like, what do you think uh, I should do? Blah, blah, blah. How are these other guys? Like, who are you into? Like, all Logan had to do was just turn that conversation on its head and just talk about his interest, friend zone her. And, and but and but you know, and sure, I'm sure she would have disappoint been disappointed, but he could have like made a friend and then he could have made an ally and then he could have been super supportive and he could have gassed her up and made her feel comf- complimented her. And he could have looked like a hero, but instead he just sits there and acts like her presence was like completely inconveniencing his like meditation or something. Like, yeah, it, like he was playing video games and his mom was like pestering him about folding yeah. laundry. Yeah, I did, I did not I did not love that for Logan. Uh, I I've been on the fence like some weeks I'm defending Logan, sometimes I'm criticizing, but like eh, that was that was a low it was a low moment for for Logan. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I think he was being He could have handled that much. He could have. I think Logan better. just he just didn't care and he yeah. didn't want to try to care and it was just rough to watch cuz Haley was obviously trying to be cute and flirty and sweet yeah. and he just could not care less. And I get not caring with certain in, in certain situations, but like he did not do a good job of like empathizing with the situation and her vulnerability. Yeah, she was really putting herself out there and yeah. he was not even trying to kind of make her feel good about it. Yeah, such a shame for, for Logan, but an L for Logan. I don't know. It made me want to root for him less. I was I was hoping for a bit of a redemption there, but it was just more like, okay. Yeah, yeah you didn't like, need to do that. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really curious how Logan will handle uh, just disappointment himself i think not well i hope i'm wrong but i think not well i hope you're right (laughs) (laughs) i mean it'll be more entertaining but i like to be proven wrong i like i agree i like an underdog someone that'll surprise you yeah but right now from the way he's acted i think that i mean shanae even teased you know the 26 year old which a little ageist i guess but i mean she essentially saying he's a little immature and it's gonna come out yeah it is and it is coming out and then we have uh, uh, Aaron and James come down. I mean, they look great. Clearly, they've been in the gym since they got off Paradise. <laughs> They're always in the gym. They, I'll, I'll tell you what. So it, we, they were on our season of Paradise. Mm-hmm. I had breakfast with those two every morning because yeah. I'm an early riser. And they were we were all up at like 7 in the morning just eating breakfast. And it was just always us. Yeah, three. I'd come down every morning and it would be oh. Joe, James, and Eric sitting at the same table eating the same breakfast uh, every they, single day the entire time we were there. They are comical, though. Whatever. Yeah. Um, what did he say about what was the line with the beach? Oh, my gosh. Um, um, something about moist the sea being the best moisturizer or something. Yeah, I don't it was know. Funny. It was, I think they're so entertaining. They're so entertaining, funny. but they like we agree they have absolutely no game when it comes to dating. Like, you know what's funny that I don't know if this will surprise people or not. I remember James saying when we were on the show that he's actually like a serial dater. Like he is a relationship guy, which I feel like you wouldn't expect watching watching him. I think their friendship is like it's fun to watch. It's been good for them. But as far as relationships go, it's a detriment to their personal lives. I think, uh, you know, like I don't, I've never met either. Well, actually, no, I've, I've met them both briefly when I hosted that Dana and Katie season, but I haven't really gotten to know them. I, I didn't, I know Jay, uh, Aaron's a, a fan favorite on Paradise. I, I was not team Aaron. I just thought he was a bit of a whiner and a complainer and he just, you know, didn't, didn't really focus on himself. And I, I definitely think he's surprisingly insecure for someone who seems to have everything going for him. But uh, yeah, like when he was like, uh, who was he talking to? Was it, was it, uh, when it's like, oh, I think I'm into you. And it's like, well, that's why I pulled you. And it's just like those kind of like <laughs> yeah. lines where that's are kind of thinks it sounds macho, but it comes across as so like. I don't think anything that comes out of his mouth is that serious, though. Like, I think he's always it's always meant to be a bit of a joke. 
Yeah. Who, he's who, scared to be vulnerable, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Like, really go for it. Yeah. I, I want to say, like, I don't feel like we've ever really got to know the, the real Aaron. Like, I mean, I'm sure this, this, who he shows is part of who he is, this fun and goofy guy. But I, I personally am over fun and goofy Aaron. I want to, like, all right, this is your third time on The Bachelor mm -hmm. show, uh, Bachelor show. This is your second time on Paradise. I want to see Aaron really go for it. I want to see him actually try to date and, yeah. and be sincere and not just, you know, last year Last year it was like he tried to date someone, but he doesn't, he didn't really try to like, he just tried to be with someone. He just tried to get yeah, roses from people. Yeah, he wasn't actually people. pursuing he to, no. anyone. And he would get mad when someone like could kiss him and then kiss someone else. But like, he didn't seem really engaged with anyone yeah. and really vulnerable. And I hope we see that this time around because I'm, I'm just kind of over the shtick. Yeah, I think we've seen the goofy side of him. And I think the best way to see the vulnerable side is if he hopefully makes a connection. It seems like Genevieve and him have a potentially good thing going. And I think if he ends up in a relationship that he's willing to pursue, we might hopefully get to see that side of him because we definitely haven't seen it yet. I think we are I think we started to. I think the end of the conversation between Aaron and Genevieve, you see Aaron opening up a little more. And I think it's going to lead into the next few episodes. I also think they're both people with such like a fierce sense of justice that has resulted in them both being at the center of drama in the past, so I think they will yeah, really fair. thrive in the way united yeah, front. Yeah. Also, I'm so curious, what did we make of like the Johnny last minute Victoria switch? She played, I mean, the lines that were coming out of Victoria's mouth. Like, Hold talk my about hand a closer. Victoria yeah. is a closer. It was. She she's an absolute closer. That's the only difference between Victoria and, and, and Genevieve is the confidence. Yeah. You know, they're both beautiful women. They both have you know, passionate personalities, but a Vic, a Vic Victoria, I think when it, she knows, I mean, Victoria, I've gotten to know her. She can admit her own securities too, but she's still very, very confident. Very, she knows her self-worth. Yeah. And it seems like Genevieve hasn't really fully appreciated the value she brings to the table. Like she knows she does, like she says it, but you don't really see it with like just having some patience of, of letting guys pursue you and like, you know, prioritizing these are these are what I'm looking for. I'm going to communicate this and I'm going to feel confident communicating this because I know what I want. Yeah. And I'm not going to be afraid to disappoint someone with my expectations. And I think that's the biggest difference between Victoria and Genevieve. But yeah, Victoria, like you, you see the confidence, you mm -hmm. see uh, her open-mindedness and and her her playfulness and uh, yeah the the way it was edited seemed like it was a bit of a all, all of a sudden of a swerve um, you know because she went from like and she's very I love how she's very careful with Justin she's like well obviously you know I had a good time I asked you on this date and then all of a sudden she's like well I'm gonna like she timed it perfectly between Justin giving Genevieve a birthday cake. And so it's like, all right, well, I guess the door's still open. Door's, door's still open. I also think she might have just had interest in Johnny. I don't know if we like missed a conversation I'm with sure him or we something. Did. Yeah. Because in her interviews, she seems like excited and kind of giddy to talk to him. And that was uh, that was my favorite thing to watch in both episodes because we always see on the at the cocktail party the last minute poll and it never works out. Forever's trying to do it. Yeah. And Victoria just comes in and just nails it. But Victoria <laughs> like she just crushed it. One it of was, her many talents in the situation is she's a good flirt. Yeah. Like she knows how to flirt. Like yeah. that's a that's a skill. She yeah. she literally was like did the whole hair thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. And Johnny paid her a compliment. She, yeah, she's an, an excellent flirt. She's mm -hmm. very confident. I think she knows 
knows that she has her pick. Mm-hmm. Like, I think she's very confident in whoever I decide to whose rose I want to accept, that's the rose I'll get. Yeah. yeah. Such a bummer for Hunter, though, because I feel like she really didn't like kind of rug pulled out from under you at the last minute, have no chance to prepare. And like also she didn't mm. really get like a chance to kind of like have a rebuttal, you know, yeah. like it was just like, oh, <gasps> all I could think about was don't lead with poo. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't. It's just like I, I, I don't know anything about you, Hunter, and I appreciate your vulnerability. But like, just don't lead with poo. Yeah, I know I'm bumming you out, Allie. But uh, Allie likes. Here's to, the thing: mm-hmm. as someone with IBS, I don't think I'd lead with it either. Am I the only one who's like I thought that was relatable and lovely? <laughs> it was relatable and uh, debatable on the lovely part. I'm just saying, like, that's just maybe like, not for like a sexy dating show. Her lasting <laughs> impression will always be IBS. Like, I'm always going to be wondering if if she has to go to the bathroom. Yeah. I, I, if I meet her in person, I'm going to be like, just, you know, the bathroom's around the corner. I, I think it's relatable with, uh, with her talking about it and even talking about it at the beginning. I don't really have an issue with it. It was more just like this, the visual of her sitting on the toilet, <laughs> which is just like, and again, yes. like, I don't think we really needed that. Everyone no. poops. I get it. And good for her for being vulnerable. I just like, yeah. that, that is your, that's your legacy now, That's girl. your legacy, you know? You and it's unfortunate because I, I thought I she was, like her. Yeah, I like her and I thought she was going to go further. I, I, I pegged her for somebody when I saw her to be someone that's going to get engaged. Yeah, Joe on Clayton season was like, I bet you Hunter goes to paradise and gets engaged to someone. I liked her. I actually wish she had stuck around a little longer. And I did feel bad because she had invested three days in this guy, thought it was a for sure thing. And then one convo with Victoria and she's out of there, which that's a bummer. It sucks. Yeah. Yeah. The second that um, Genevieve like slapped Shanae's butt, I was like, that's friendship. Like that's the moment, like the shot hurled around the world. (laughs) That's my favorite part so far of this, of the season is to see Genevieve and Shanae. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, listen, whatever you, you know, on Clayton season, you know, I know like whether you liked Shanae or didn't like Shanae or whatever, it just it's good to see people recognize uh, that there are people have good sides even if you don't see them at yeah. first. And sometimes um, it's not when we think we hate someone or we think someone you know usually we we have a tendency as people to feel a certain way about someone based on how we think they feel about us. So yeah. if we think they don't like us, we'll we'll decide we hate them. And at the end of the day, all we really want is a hug or, you know, or to be liked. And uh, it's nice to see uh, Genevieve and Shanae, you know, find some common ground and realize that maybe they're not enemies and and maybe maybe the common denominator or the real villain, again, is just the atmosphere they find themselves in and, and just giving into their insecurities. Yeah, it made me like Genevieve more. I felt like I expected it from Shanae to be kind of open to the potential friendship because she was kind of living her redemption story. But with Genevieve, I didn't know if she was going to stay hard on the against Shanae train. And for her to be like, no, like I'm open to it. Shanae's showing me a whole new side of herself. And I can see this and recognize that people are both good and bad. And like, I'm willing to be open to this friendship. Just kind of, yeah, it made me like Genevieve. Yeah, yeah. Genevieve is is a very likable person on the show now. Like yeah. she, she really is. Do we want to talk about um, any, you want to touch on the whole like opening Sally suitcase? Sally's oh not my there. God. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sally. yeah. Sk- the skit. I totally forgot uh, about this. I good. I, I'm, I'm glad they're giving Wells some like actual like TV I said that, time. Yeah, you know? Wells in the acting prize. Yes. I love that they're having some fun. I, again, I can they continue to have some comedy. I think that's 
great. Um, I hope they continue it. Do you think that story's true that he told? Of course not. No. <laughs> like no one, no one sat in a trunk for four hours. Yeah. Um, her, her suitcase showed up. I mean, yeah. come on. Like, How do you feel about the fact that the girls opened up and went through the suitcase? Whether it really is hers or not. I mean, I'm sure she didn't pack a waffle maker. I didn't kind of shitty. Yeah, yeah, I think it's fair. I, I, I would, don't think, like, I would be very upset if somebody opened up my suitcase and we just, like, went through it. Yeah, like, I and, had an issue with that. I'm, I'm not even there. And the like, vibrant, and it was yeah. her vibrant. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that was, was kind of a violation. Yeah, I thought it, it was, was very not, not the right vibe. Really yeah. yeah, why are we? She's, like, pl they're, like, throwing her extensions on the floor. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there was some encouragement for them to do that. I don't think they just randomly decided to open it up, but I, I it's had a their call. They're adults. They're, yeah, it was not okay. Yeah, and then, like, it was like everyone they were all acting like it was the first time they've ever seen a vibrator like what they're throwing it around they're like running it around yeah. the beach I, I thought that was pretty yeah rude. I thought that was uh not 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 cool of, no. of mm. them who who did that I think it was, it was Genevieve. Jill and Hunter oh, Genevieve, Genevieve had it at the bar yeah yes. it, well I think I think it was Lace who brought everyone it to upstairs. everyone's attention and yes. then they all went up there and then I think there was like four or five of them just said like let's Jill. just open it but it's funny because like six of them came up and only I, I think two of them opened it so I'm who opened it I'm pretty sure it was Jill and Genevieve. Yeah, right? I think so too. I think so too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What do we think of Jill? She's got a good personality to watch. I mean, her interviews are pretty funny. <sighs> yeah, I don't know how I feel. I, I mean, she's very intense. Like what we said, like when she... She's like, I don't want to say, oh, I, yeah. I have nothing to say. <laughs> I don't want to have a conversation with you, Romeo. This but is sit down, let's have a conversation. But I'm going to yeah. not listen I don't know. That's my personal pet peeve. Like, n not even just like Jill. Anyone that says like accepts a conversation, like yes, I I will have a conversation with you, and starts it with I don't want to talk to you, and I don't want to have a conversation with you. Is ju it's just my pet personal pet yeah. peeve. You well, know, yeah, have I it mean, or don't have it. Listen, Romeo acted like an idiot, no doubt. For sure. Um, but she is taking that to an extreme. Like I think she said, like I've been I've been dragged in the mud for three days straight. It's like ah, well, I think you're taking this a little uh, a little extreme here. Yeah. Yeah, my get. Yeah, I don't like. I'm not even. I, I'm. I'm still confused whether they were just friends or not. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Me too. I think they were just friends before the show, and that maybe there was like a hope that it could turn into something more down on the beach. But I think. I mean, I know him and Kira kissed. I don't think there was anything physical with him and Jill. Or I feel like it would have been mentioned again. It's for for people listening that end up on this show. And you do go on paradise. Try not just don't talk to anybody before you don't go. See, I mean, look, you have like a two month window. One bit of advice I give everyone: just don't talk to anyone. <laughs> yeah. If you're gonna go on paradise, yeah. don't talk to anyone. And and like be, you can be friendly, but be, make it very clear that you're friends. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it. Uh, Jill is. Um, yeah, she's very intense. Yeah. Um, and she has a lot of expectations that she doesn't communicate directly. Yes, yeah, yes. I agree with that. I'd be curious. I'm curious to see where her story goes yeah. in terms of relationships. Because I do think she really wants to find somebody, but obviously she's off to a really rocky start. But she's very expressive in the way she speaks, and she's a, a good narrator. I think I there's think. a lot of similarities between Jill and Genevieve. I think that's probably why they get along so well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Similarly, I mean, they're similar to their intensity. Yeah, like in their emotional intensity and how they feel things and how they process things. I think uh, the reason I think I find Genevieve more endearing is that Genevieve is really, she's really open about her her like vulnerability and weaknesses. Mm -hmm. And I think I think Jill puts up a more of a front a little bit. Yeah, and she's think, definitely more guarded with her insecurities, whereas Genevieve's like, I 
suck yeah. at this. She's like, I suck at this. I'm not good at this. Yeah. And it's just like, whatevs. And and where I think, I feel like Jill wants to sound, again, like she's at a, a place in her life that she doesn't quite really believe in, mm-hmm. in kind of her confidence level or emotional maturity. And, and where Genevieve is just like, truly vulnerable with where she's at. Mm-hmm. And the only emotion I think we're seeing from Jill is angry. And it's very hard to, like, when somebody's just, every time she's on, she's mad. And, like, you, like, Romeo, you are not good enough for me. And it's just, like, it's just, and there's no, like, I just feel sad right now or, or any, like, softer, I don't know. It's yeah, just, but I think that goes hand in hand with what Nick's saying yeah, about yeah, her yeah, yeah. having kind of, like, a guard and a front up. For sure. And wanting to protect herself. Who'd she get her rose from? Again? She got it from Romeo. <laughs> Romeo. Oh, yeah. yeah. And she accepted it. <laughs> she that's did. what I'm saying. It's like yeah. you, you say all these things to him and then you still accept his rose. But that's what I mean. Romeo did not need to go around and ask permission to hand out his rose. They are – like Jill – Kira, whoever would have accepted that rose. I mean, and no shade on them. I mean, yeah. I mean, but like Jill told Romeo, like, like the door's closed. Like you have no chance with me. So he should have just gave it to Hunter. Like but I give think, it to somebody else. I think then. he felt bad for what he did to Jill and thought that maybe this was a way to recover from what happened. Not he, necessarily like pursue a relationship he was like with her. To save his character. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like say nice things about me. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. I think the uh, you're scaring me line really got to him. Maybe. Yeah, he was, he, yeah. Ashley well, and Jared. Yes. Love that for them. Love yeah. that for them. I, uh, and I love how I made it the uh, the classic, uh, you'll never you be did. with you. You did. Yeah. Yeah. You made it. I, I was like, I knew, I, I saw, when they started doing flashback, I'm like, three, two, one. Yep. I still stand by that comment. They're literally <laughs> married with a child. Yeah. Well, and she had to start dating someone else first for, uh, I saw Jared wake up. He was living with me when he, when he woke up and realized what he had lost. Was and like, it wasn't until do- she was gone. Yeah. Sometimes. Wow. That's really how it do be sometimes. <laughs> it's, it's how it works sometimes. Sometimes we have a, a hard time seeing what's right in front of us until uh, that person, um, kind of stands in their power and mm-hmm. like as soon as you start like Ashley and Jared is a, is a perfect reminder and you know I love them and they have an amazing relationship but like sometimes we just have to show people that we believe in our self-worth for people to see it mm-hmm. you know as opposed to hoping that someone gets chosen or or, or we get picked or, or, or things like that sometimes you just have to say I know I'm enough. I believe I'm enough. And and if you don't want that, then I'll be I'll be just fine. And that's exactly what Ashley did. And and Jared lost his mind. Well, jealousy lit a fire under his ass. Yeah, I mean, it, it happens sometimes. I I I don't believe Genevieve is going to find love this season. My hope for Genevieve is that she goes with through whatever experience she goes through, and she comes back next season a, a whole different person. Like my greatest hope for so far this season with the storyline I'm rooting for is the Genevieve kind of emotional maturity kind of growth. And she comes down this kind of very, you know, she's still herself. She's still an expressive emotional person, but a a lot more confident in what she brings to the table because she clearly does. I just, you know, you just, you want, you know, she's a perfect example of someone who just looks in the mirror and doesn't see what other people see when it comes to her her uh, many, I'm sure, good attributes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe Ashley, I will kind of guide her through that process. Maybe, yeah. Mm-hmm. I can see them being kindred spirits. A little spirits. mentor moment. Yeah. That'd be cute. Would you ever do what they're doing, go back down? Um, yeah, it'd be fun. Uh, but like they would never ask me. Have they said how long they're going to be there for? I think they were there for a minute. I think they're going to be on a few episodes. Yeah, they yeah. don't say it. But, uh, yeah, no. But I, I think they're there for a little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not a success story. Yeah. 
Depends how you look at it. To them. To them. I'm not a success story <laughs> to them. Um, they definitely like to remind people that love is still possible. Yes. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't see myself Going ever back. playing that mentor role on uh, on Paradise. Yeah. 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 It's, cool. it's a fun little twist. I feel like we've never seen Bets yeah. go back down like this. Twist. Uh, any final thoughts, ladies, from uh, LA? Just um, my one thought is that I wish they would do one Paradise season where it started with women getting the roses because I think it always sets the tone of like... I think they have. And, right? and but I think both my seasons, yeah. I, oh, wait, no. I, I, my f- no, I no, the guys had you the had roses, them. but my first season, which was Bachelor in Paradise, we were seven, right? Mm-hmm. So five, the women had the roses because I remember thinking, shit, what if I don't get a rose twice? Oh. Yeah, like uh, uh, Heather, Heather, right? Haley. 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 Yeah. Or like, yeah, I wish they alternated a little bit more. Like just went back and forth because I think. Do you think it's because of like, do you think it's a numbers thing? Like they have more girls to send down to the beach. So they have to circulate more girls out. Like I'd love to do the math of like how many girls at the beach versus how many guys. Mm -hmm. Like do they start with guys with the roses? Like is it even or do guys get the roses more often and then more girls at the beach? I don't know. Maybe I don't know either. I think it's just more of a choice because I don't think they're lacking in options when it comes to men or women. Or is it like, do you think it's like the women give more on that first week of like really trying to fight for the guys than the guys give for the women? I think so. And the guy, I mean, it's clear, right? Like it seems the, the energy, at least early on the beach is is smart in real life or practical? No, just to like decide to like someone and hope that they like you back? Mm-hmm. No, but in paradise, like there, it actually makes more sense. You know, like I don't, I don't like that some, some of the people on the beach are just hoping to be liked. Nevertheless, like the women aren't fucking around. And like, you know, it's like between Justin and Genevieve, like I just like, as soon as Justin was like, well, I'm just, I just want to talk. I'm just weighing my options. It's just like, what do you mean you're weighing? You know, it's just like, it just doesn't come across well on Paradise. And I think you're right. I think maybe historically the women are more willing to just jump in and and start going for like finding a connection. And the guys are just more like, well, I just want to figure it out. And I just want to like see, and I just want to like, you know, like weigh my options. And yeah, I think maybe it just kicks off paradise a little bit more intense. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's probably why. Now, I'll, I'll, I'm curious what happens next week, but I think you'll, now that, you know, the men get comfortable being there, they have established some friendships, they'll be more desired to want to stay as well. And you'll, you'll, you'll elicit some of the same responses from them. Right. But, this week with the woman having the roses. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good, it's, I think you kind of nailed it, Serena, if I had to guess. It, it just makes for... It's a for, response it's, thing. Yeah, it makes yeah. for a better start. Yeah. yeah. Makes yeah. sense. But don't don't worry, Amanda. I'm sure you'll see a lot of men act a fool on on the beach because all that matters is just, uh, the more they want to stay, the more willing they are to be their yeah. worst selves. They're hooked. You heard Logan. He's like, I love it here. He's going to do what he's got to do to get Shanae's rose. How do we end this episode? Aaron, Teddy leaving. Uh, with, with Teddy, Teddy just leaving. leaving and, oh, yeah. And Teddy leaving. Yeah. Right, right. Irish Which, exiting. Could, could, I, they dragged on Serene looking for Teddy just too long. Somebody just tossed I Serene know. Teddy. I know. I know. The like, poor girl had to wander the entire <laughs> right. freaking beach. I'm like, she's in a van. She is in a van. Yeah. You gotta get that B-roll. I know, it was way too much B-roll. Are they gonna implement a different swimsuit policy next year? Because the poor editor that is putting those black boxes on everyone's butts. They do it on purpose. Yeah. But it's more than it's more than it's ever been. There's a lot of 
There's a lot of butts being covered this year. But it makes no sense. They've they've shown that so much and more on it. Like it's I don't they have to pay for the black boxes. I think like the black boxes cost them money. Yeah, I think it's like I feel like I've heard it's like expensive to do the black boxes. Well, I don't know why they do it. Because it doesn't. I don't know why. They yeah, are. I don't know either. Because they often do it when they definitely don't need to. I understand that maybe there's some more, you know, like more skimpy bathing suits. I guess you know are, are in the trend these days. Mm-hmm. But I mean, whatever. Michael A. and um, Sierra. Sierra. We don't. We don't. I don't see a romantic connection. I see more of a stronger friendship building with the hopes of romance. Yeah. That's what I when see. When Michael, he led with, uh, I like taking things slow. And let me, I'm not in any way suggest, like he, he, he was very quick to bring up his wife who has passed away. And I feel like Michael knows when to do that and when not to. Like, I, I think if Michael met someone he was really excited about, I don't think he would lead with like, let's, again, that, that's a perfect example of how Michael was able to, you know, I think he kind of likes her, but instead of ignoring her like Logan did instead of making her feel bad. He's just like, I'll just have a conversation with her. I'll I'll talk to her. I'll make her feel very seen, but also kind of set the stage of where I am emotionally, which is maybe not engaged here. Because right off the bat, he's just like, you know, I just take things slow and things like that. Mm-hmm. And again, when we meet people, like it's everyone takes things slow until they get swept off their feet. Yeah, and then and then maybe they still want to take things slow, but instead of saying, instead of telling the person that you're having a conversation with about a po- potential romance, instead of saying things like, just so you know, I take things slow, it's, hey, I'm excited and I'm nervous because I'd like to take things slow, but I'm just so like, caught up in the moment. It's just like, you're saying the same thing, you just say it incredibly differently, mm-hmm. as opposed to like, just I just don't want you to get carried away because I take things slow, as opposed to like, I'm having a hard time slowing myself down because you're here. Mm-hmm. Like it's such a subtle difference, but it means it's a I'm, small difference, but the message a, is the very message different. Is very different. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't see a connection there at all. Like, yeah. but I think yeah, Michael I A is doing a good job of. I'll be curious how that relationship will end. Yeah, I think he's attempt. He's exploring it, and she's exploring it actively. I mean, I feel like we've seen a lot of like makeout shots from them specifically. But I think there's definitely like a balancing of expectations from him at least of like, okay, I don't know where this is going to go. But yeah, I think they have a strong friendship. I mean, they've had some really great conversations that we've seen. Well, it'll be really interesting because Michael A is kind of getting this Prince Charming edit and and he Mm -hmm. is truly a Prince Charming in life. But there are some like parallels between Michael A and, and Sierra and like the energy and what we saw last season with Brandon and Natasha. And we all know how that played out where like, Natasha seemed really into Brandon. Brandon was just like, I'll hang out with you because like, I'm just going to like, I'm not pursuing anyone else. So you're pursuing me. And so we'll be nice. I don't think it's going to play out the way it played out with Natasha and how poorly Brandon handled things. But I, that I feel the same energy between Brandon and uh, Natasha and yeah. Michael A and Sierra. So I'm really curious how Michael A will maneuver out of that relationship if he decides that there's nothing to pursue after a certain period of time. But I, I also don't think Sierra is that into him. I feel like Natasha expressed more to Brendan that she was like into him. I don't, I see Sierra. I, I just feel like they're, I feel like they're building a strong friendship. That's what it Ooh, seems. It's a making out. But they are I making out. Like yeah, they out are making out. I feel like out of everyone on the beach, they enjoy hanging out with each other. 
the most in terms of like a potential romantic partner and they're just going with that for now. And I feel like I don't know who's more into who. I would say Sierra's more into him, but I don't even really feel like she's like, oh my gosh, but I think we've yet to see a lot of their storyline. I don't think it's going to be end game for them by any means, but I don't know. I think we have a a little bit more of them to see. I feel like we've only seen maybe one or two conversations with them so far, so it's hard to say. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Joe, Serena, thank you so much for coming. Of course. Thanks Uh, for having us. Yeah, you guys are great. Uh, Remind the people where they can find you and all that fun stuff. You can find me on Instagram at at Serena underscore Pitt, and then I think TikTok is just Serena Pitt. I'm Joel Amabile1 on Instagram, <laughs> A-M-A-B-I-L-E. Uh, yeah, and like Amabile Joe on Twitter and, and think TikTok's Joe Amabile, something like that. Great. So yeah, Sundays with Joe's my sauce. There you go. Yeah, get the sauce. Dot com. Sundays with Joe's dot com. It's great sauce. It's amazing. <laughs> Very good. Yep. Uh, don't forget to uh, buy Don't Text Your Ex Happy Birthday. We'll be back on Thursday with Jason Alabaster. Gabby's Jason. All your burning questions will finally be answered with Jason. Uh, it was a great conversation. I hope you check it out. And uh, that is on Thursday. Uh, and until then, have a great day. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>